0: Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara. California. Maya, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I love the old Bible, don't you? Thank God for the Word of God, and I'm glad we don't need to debate it, doesn't need questioned nor dissected and destroyed. We just need to obey it and believe it by faith. And I tell you, you'll find that the Word of God is comfort to the soul, its direction to the life, it's a sword for battle, and you can't beat the Bible. Thank God for it. And the Bible stands like a rock undaunted. The critics have criticized, the skeptics have skepticized, the scorners have scorned, and yet the Bible stands. Thank God for the Bible. We're going to be in 2 Timothy 4 today, and we're going to talk about a familiar Bible character. We're going to talk about a man who I would say he's famous in Scripture, but probably it's more appropriate to say he is infamous in the Scripture. And we're going to talk about a man today that uh, I don't want to be him, and you won't want to be him either. And uh, we'll discuss that here in just a minute. But while you're finding your place in 2 Timothy 4, let me invite you to visit Help For Today. Just type in the web address helpfortoday.org and you'll find there a great ministry resource compiled by the staff of our church and the faculty of Golden State Baptist College. And this website is filled full with articles, devotional thoughts, Ministry helps, Sunday school material, bus ministry material, insights, things that you can use in the Christian life. And uh, I personally look at Help for Today every single day. And I look at the website. I also receive the emails, and you can do that as well. When you go to the website, if you'll just type your email address in and hit the subscribe button, that will add you to our email list, and it's free. And we'll send you an article every day to your email, and you can use those like daily devotionals. You can use them for study material, but every article is a blessing and a help to the Christian life. And our our desire— And the design of the website is simply to be an addition to your regular Bible reading, your regular prayer time, your regular walk with God, and we can use these things, plug them in, and it helps us as we try and strive to grow in grace. All right, here we go, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Now, Paul has been charging Timothy, and he's told Timothy to preach the Word in verse 2. Now, I like that, preach the Word, three words that would make a big difference in most churches if we just get back to preaching the Bible preach the word. It doesn't say program. It doesn't say uh, uh, entertain. It says preach. It says preach. Preach the Word. It doesn't say preach your opinion. It doesn't say preach uh, philosophy. It doesn't say preach politics. It doesn't say preach uh, your uh, your uh, thoughts on this, that, or the It says preach the Word. Let the Bible do the work. It's quick, it's powerful, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Preach it. Preach it straight. Preach it hard. Preach it clear. Preach it compassionate. Preach it bold. But preach the Bible. Preach the Word. And then it said be instant in season and out of season. That means, Timothy, you're going to have to learn to preach when you feel like it and preach when you don't. Preach when they like it and preach when they don't. Preach when they shout and preach when they pout. Preach when it's full and preach when it's empty. You just preach. You have to preach. Sometimes you'll preach uh, out of zeal, and other times you'll have to preach on character. Just do it. Preach the Word. And he said that means reprove, rebuke, exhort. And Paul gives Timothy these instructions. Why does Timothy need to preach? Well, there's a crowd coming along in his day, and they're here in our day. They wouldn't want sound doctrine, but they'd want those teachers uh, uh, that would scratch their ears, that would appease them, that would just give them what they desired and not what they needed... And that time would come, and that time is now. And because of that, Timothy's command is the same, preach the Bible. That might rub them the wrong way, but they need to turn around. That's what happened. Billy Sunday said, if if what I preach rubs the cat the wrong way, then turn the cat around. That's what needs to happen. Preacher, you don't compromise nor change uh, to make people enjoy your preaching. You preach the Bible and let the Holy Spirit of God deal with them. And if they get right with God, get saved, or whatever it is they need, then they'll enjoy that kind of preaching. And he said, they'll not endure sound doctrine. Sound doctrine is wholesome doctrine true doctrine, Bible doctrine, all right? And now Paul begins to get a little more personal. In verse number nine, he says, Timothy, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Paul here <clears throat> shows his heart. This is just human nature. Paul longed for fellowship. He longed for Timothy's fellowship. And he said, Timothy, diligently, that means with uh, earnest earnestness, that means uh, being a very uh, uh, pointed about it, diligently come to me. And he said, Shortly. He said, As soon as you can, Timothy, I want you to be with me. And as soon as you can, I want you to be where I am. I want your fellowship. I need your encouragement. I want us to uh, iron sharpeneth iron, and I want us to sharpen each other. And Timothy, I want you to come and stand with me. And I believe this is motivated by verse number 10. Paul said, For Demas, and here's the character Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world and is departed unto Thessalonica. Then he mentions another individual, Cretans to Galatia, and Titus unto Dalmatia. Probably no name outside of Judas in your Bible rings an alarm any quicker in the life of a believer than the name Demas. Demas is not forever known as a finisher. Demas is not known as a faithful laborer. Demas is not known as a stalwart of steadfastness. Demas is not known as one who crossed the finish line, received the garland, and was applauded by the encompassing witness. But Demas's name is forever associated with quitting. Demas is known as a quitter. Demas is known as one who started well and finished wrong. Demas is known as one who started strong and finished weak. Demas is known as one who was on the right path and got off the right path. Demas is one who turned his back on Paul and turned it toward the world. He in essence turned his back on Christ and turned it toward the world and he left the ministry. Demas became shipwrecked. Demas became a casualty. Demas fell by the wayside. Oh, I want to challenge our listeners today. Don't be a Demas. Please, don't be a Demas. I was preaching in Altoona, Pennsylvania so many years ago. I forget if it was 2013, 14, somewhere along that. And they have a minor league baseball team in Altoona called the Altoona Curve. And the reason they're named that is because there's a famous horseshoe curve train track in the midst of Altoona where that train almost makes it's a, literally a U-turn in that town. It's famous. It's well-known. People travel to come see it. So, the minor league baseball team is called The Curve. Pretty good name for a baseball team as well. I was there, and they happened on that same occasion to be hosting a game, and they had a special night, and the night was entitled Quitters Night. And they intended, and they did, celebrate that night at that ball game, famous Quitters. Those who fell out, those who didn't finish, those who turned and went away, they celebrated them as quitters night, Benedict Arnold and people like that. They celebrated them. They celebrated quitters. I was preaching there and I saw that and I thought, wow, what in the world have we come to celebrating quitters? Can I say that might be celebrated at the minor league baseball game, but that is not celebrated inside the covers of your Bible nor shall that be celebrated nor paraded on the streets of gold and glory when somebody hath forsaken and loved the world and left the ministry. I want to challenge you, don't be a Demas. There's a multitude of things that can pull us away. There's a multitude of things that can distract. There's a multitude of things that can make us not finish. But I want to challenge you, press toward the mark. Now, you have to understand, Demas was saved. No doubt about it. I believe Demas was saved. Paul talks about Demas in other passages of Scripture, and he talks about him highly as his servant and fellow laborer, and Demas was in it. Demas had a title. He was a Christian. Demas had a task, the will of God for his life. Demas had his head on straight there for a while, but the Bible gives us what the hint of what happened. He loved the world. He began to get his eyes off of Christ and onto the world. We're living in days where it's very tempting, it's very easy to get your eyes off of Jesus and get your eyes on anything other than Jesus. Get your eyes off Christ and put them on temporal things. Put your eyes on diseases and pandemics. Put your eyes on finances and the need for more. Put your eyes on your health and however it is. Put your eyes on people and whatever they got going on. Put your eyes on politics and that'll keep you stirred up and discouraged. Put your eyes on the restrictions and regulations and all these weird things that we've been wading through and it's very tempting, and it's very easy, and it's very trying not to take your eyes off of the main thing and put it on the lesser thing. The Bible says to love not the world. Why? Because the world is at enmity with God. And you cannot you cannot walk with Christ and with the world at the same time, for those things are going in opposite directions. And I want to challenge you today, don't be a Demas. Demas didn't plan to be a quitter. Demas didn't plan to fall out. Demas didn't plan to fall short, but it happened. How did it happen? He got his eyes off of Christ. And he allowed himself to fall back in love with that old wicked world. Well, that's verse number 9 and 10. Join us next broadcast, and we'll continue in 2 Timothy 4. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.